Yes, 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 I'm back, bitches. We are live. Y'all are on. And this is Boss. Oh, we on the air? That's my podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast, a podcast about balls. Cookie. About balls. Cookie. Cookie is once again balls in a Chinese definitely. Mm-hmm. Cookie, wasn't that Polish? Yeah, it is. The, the, the Cookie's fourth of the podcast? Yeah, the one it's I think Polish. what you're thinking of is this. Yes, yes. Excuse me. is balls in Chinese, <laughs> and Cookie is balls in Polish. Excuse yes, me. We, we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. I'm back. It's your man's Dyla, 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 top five rapper, top five podcaster alive, aka Maxwell Chef Field, bitch. Oh no, that's nail shit. Nah, you good, you good. No worries, bro. I haven't done that. No, he's gonna throw in the animal noises. Nah, get your shit off, nose. It's nails, aka Big Facts in full effects. Ooh, I see. Yeah. I'm out your car. You're... <laughs> Episode 148. How y'all boys doing? Damn, we still in the 140s, bro. Can we get in like we're 150? Almost, we're almost out the 140s, bro. God, we're almost damn. Out that bitch. I feel like we've been in this bit forever. <laughs> like, I know. Damn. It's been a, that's because there's just a lot going on in the world. So Yo, like, like it's just been a lot. We feel like we've been in the 140s for a minute now. I if, feel like 20. I feel like 2020 has been the longest year so far. If you've life. listened to 140 plus episodes of Ball Sports Podcast, you were a real one. Fact. Thank you. COVID 40s, you. man. COVID 40s. The COVID 40s. Real talk, bro. That's, like, really, that's what, what it is. is. Yeah, honestly. Shit. Because it's been started about like a good like three, four months ago. So it would be around the yeah. time we got to like 140 and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably like 138, 139. When, Boy. When, when all the shit hit the fan, I imagine. Yes, sir. So. If I can remember, that should be the name of the episode. COVID 40s. COVID 40s. Love it. Uh, y'all been living good, though? Living good, living great? Yeah. Dylan, man. you've been gone the past couple weeks. We've missed you, bro. Missed you. Yeah, I missed it, man. I ain't, I've been at home envying what I'm missing. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. You know, you was gonna Beyonce us and and get the fuck out. Almost went solo on y'all. They they thought you was gonna have your own podcast. You was gonna call it Ball. They like, they were, they were Ball, just Ball, Ball Sports Podcast. I was like, that's crazy. That was the rumor. That was the rumor out there, bro. That she was gonna do your own shit. That's what the streets were saying. They was a child to redo about contract. Yo, they called it Ball. They said you were gonna call it Ball, aka Balo. How you gonna fire me and I quit? <laughs> I'll come on the show when I want to. You can't fire me. Oh man. You was you was on your Dak Prescott, except you had a little bit more leverage. You did? You nah, it's just tough times. Tough times. I hear that, bro. I hear that. We happy you back though, for real. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, so the, so everybody knows there was no fighting amongst us, uh, but there was fighting this past weekend in the UFC. Yes, there was. Um, oh, that was UFC. a great. That was a great pay per view. Yes, it was. It was very entertaining. It was the first um, big pay per view on Fight Island, mm-hmm. uh, which we learned was you know an island off the coast of Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this one was a. Uh, this is a uh, UFC two fifty one, right? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. And this was not on a beach, as the promotion showed. They had promotions going out with that octagon on the beach and stuff like that. But I was actually just for the promotion's sake. Um, but it would have been dope. What I didn't realize until earlier that day was the pay-per-view, like, our time was the regular, you know, 10 o'clock start time for the main card. It was 6 a.m. over there. Sheesh. Oh, wow. Well, oh, that's basic. That's early time. That's, yeah. that's getting the ring time for them so, boys. But right. I mean, so I mean to be honest, though, if they kept them on the same schedule as they have at the crib and kind of just had yes. them stagger their and, sleep, and that, that, would, that would work. Exactly. And that's, that's what they were trying to do. They tried to keep everybody on their other schedule, so they were pretty much sleeping throughout the day, up throughout the night, and stuff like that to kind of keep them on that biological clock um the only people that it kind of fucked up was the people that are from around there because you know that's their natural like the people from australia and stuff because like that's their same time zone pretty much or the same time difference so like their their shit was just they had to adjust to a whole new sleep schedule um for that for that take your ass to sleep at nine boy (laughs) um but i will recap just the main card um Amanda Rebus submitted Paige Van Zant, uh, first round submission. Uh, Paige Van Zant, that was her last fight with the UFC. She wants to test free agency, but going out with a loss like that, I don't know how about to prospect to w- she's she going to be. WWE. She's going to the WWE. Yeah. Honestly, I could see it because she does. She is one of the better looking UFC fighters, so she could kind of fit in. She had her look kind of reminds me of. Um, she looks like a little bit tougher Kelly Kelly. Okay. To me. I can see that. You know, like that like that pretty girl face, but she does look like, you know, she kind of has a tougher chin. So Not a tougher chin. I mean, I, I don't know. They're good. It's like she has a strong bone structure. Ah! Her chin. She has a well-defined chin. Is I guess is the better way to say it. I don't know. I didn't know, I didn't know how to say it delicately. She got the cleft, the boy chin wonder. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be honest, though, I, I, it just, it doesn't really look like whether it was she was invested, when she wasn't as invested, or whether she just was outmatched, I mean, she's tough. I give her that. Mm. She's definitely tough, but it just looked like one of those things where, I mean, it was. She's what not it really was. made for the UFC. Yeah, just it, it was a good attempt. Yeah, yeah, and I saw what they were trying to do. She's a good-looking girl. They're trying to be like, look, pretty girls can fight too, but like, nah. I mean, she had an eight. She had an eight and five record. Nah, um, I think she. I think she lost three out of her last five fights. Nah, so yeah, yeah this ain't for you, fam. Yeah, nah. Um, that that was followed by the women's strawweight uh, fight uh, between Jessica Andrade versus Rose Thug. Why they got a size? Uh, Namajunas. Why they gotta call him strawweight? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they have flyweight, strawweight, and I think bantamweight. They so disrespectful. Man. Well, I think they do strawweight because the men have a featherweight. So Correct. Like, they're like, what's yeah. lighter than a feather? Maybe straw. straw? I don't know. Yeah, that's probably what they, would think, to be <laughs> they need to figure out. And so. That's the only thing I could really think of. Um, but yeah, so so Thug Rose. This was her first fight since she lost um, to Jessica Andrade for the title over a year ago, and she kind of was able to rebound that that upset loss with a uh, a decision victory here. Hard fought fight on both sides, but um yeah, Rose is a tough chick for as skinny and small of a chick as she is, like she got bangers. To be to be honest with you though, she's she's definitely kept the distance and she outpointed yeah. she outpointed Andrade. Like she outpointed her. 100%. She knew like all right, I'm probably not going to be able to knock her out. 
probably not going to be able to submit her, but I can definitely change up the strategy on her and just fight her for points. And I mean, that's, it was a great strategy. I mean, she hanged through, she listened to her corner and she, and she did exactly what she needed to do to get that win. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started our first of three title fights. Uh, we had the bantamweight, the vacant bantamweight uh, title fight because Henry Cejudo retired uh, after his last victory. So it was a vacated title. Um, and Peter Yan defeated Jose Aldo by a fifth round knockout TKO victory. Um, Jose, it's time, it's time to go. Yeah. It's looking, it's looking like it. I ain't gonna lie. It's definitely looking like it for sure. Cause I think, I think he even moved down a weight class for this fight and still got, he still got beat up. So yeah, I, ever since he lost to Connor, he, it's, Mm -hmm. that was kind of just it for him. I don't know. Connor Reaper Joe mental things, but. It's over with my boy. Yeah. He, he, he got beat pretty clean. Um, the co-main event was a hard-fought five-round fight in the featherweight division for the title between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Um, Volkanovsky won by decision. However, uh, very controversial decision. It was a split decision, and pretty much a lot of the viewing audience considered Holloway to be the winner of that fight, myself included. Right. Um, I guess it really came down to the third round which was the closest round of the three. Because um, I thought Holloway dominated rounds one and two. I thought Volkanovski barely won four and five. And round three, I guess you could kind of say it was a toss-up. But even then, I gave that to Holloway. But I don't know. It was, it was definitely controversial. But, you know, champion's advantage, I guess, in those situations. I don't even right. think... Um, I, and honestly, I don't even think that... It was so much that champion's advantage that that necessarily like put him in. I think that Holloway needed to keep the intensity of the first three rounds going. I think he felt like, all right, I've done enough to really like pull through and be able to get this victory. But I, I think the fact that he took his foot off the gas so quickly and it was such a such a quick decline, I think that it got misread by the judges. To be mm-hmm. honest, I think I think the judges just let him have because. You can almost make an argument that Volkanovski just picked it up and made it even. But in my opinion, I just think Holloway just hella slowed it down. Yeah. Because that's his preferred fight maybe style start, anyway. Like, he's maybe not he started really, playing it too safe. Yeah, he's not really a knockout artist. You know what I'm saying? He's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to well, fight and, you and get this and win. also, you know, also you kind of got to look at it too. You know, up until, like before this fight, Holloway's been champ for a ton of fights. So... It's a different kind of fight when you're fighting for a title than when you're fighting to save your title. Strategy right. You know, hit, the strategy fight, hit different. Correct. Strategy's different. You know, you when you're fighting for the title, you have to be more aggressive. You have to go for it because you have to beat the champion. Right. You can't tie with the champion. You have to beat the champion. Right. right. Don't even get a champion an opportunity to even make it look like they, he remotely had a chance, you know? Better than that, you gotta play your game, bro. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do is been winning you matches. That's facts. Yeah, that's that's that. true. That's true. But I think also in line of what what Buddha's saying is that's the way he's been winning matches for so long that he probably thought it would have been enough. But it's it's enough for a champion, but maybe not enough for a challenger. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I think if if you're not the champion, you have to. It can be no deci- like decisive finish. Like it's definitive. Like you have to win that fight. 
And then we can move right along. To, speaking of definitive, um, the main event, Kamaru Usman defending his title against Jorge Masvidal. Um, Five-round decision. Usman wins. Uh, this... People were mad about this fight because they said it was boring. They said it was whatever. What I don't think people are really fully grasping is, one, Jorge Masvidal stepped in on six days' notice when Gilbert Burns, sorry for the past few weeks, us calling him Brian Burns, Gilbert Burns had tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so Usman, in his defense, was prepping his entire camp to fight a wrestler. So his strategy was around wrestling not around a stand-up, hit him up. So why am I, as the champion, going to change my entire strategy up six days before the fight? No. I'm going to come in here, I'm going to body you, because you had to lose 22 pounds in six days. And, yeah, I'm going to bully you this entire fight and still get some shots off, which he did. I that's, mean, That's my take on the fight. I mean, and, and I feel you there, but I, I'm going to take, take it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that, all right, so there, there's different strategies for different fighters. So he fought Covington, and when he fought him, we saw a little bit more stand-up game, right? Who's he because talking about right for what it's worth, Usman... Who you, yeah, who you said, when you said he, you talking about Usman? Usman, yeah, Usman. I'm, I'm, yeah. A, I'm on the same line of thinking as you, my bad. I should have said that, my fault. So Usman... You saw more of a stand-up game because I think in his heart of hearts, he knew that he could stand up with with Covington, which he could. Um, Covington's stand-up game isn't like the greatest stand-up game in the world. He's more of a well-rounded fighter. So if you're able to find an advantage up on him, it'll help you out. Now, the one thing that I, I will, honestly, I'll put money on it. I don't think that Usman has as good of a stand-up striking game as Masvidal. I agree. And to be honest with you, I've seen enough fights with Masvidal to understand that it only takes one clean hit. Now, when I say one clean hit, I'm not talking about, oh, he's going to knock you out with that one hit. Because he even showed it a little bit, I think, in the third round. If he gets one clean hit on you, there's another four or five punches that are following up. Because he's a fluid striker. He doesn't just hit yeah, you it, one time. You know what sorry, I mean? Sorry, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but just to your point, I think there's maybe only three other strikers in the UFC that are on that level. Uh, that would be a Conor McGregor, a Nate Diaz, and a Francis Ngannou. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, you can kind of sort of throw uh, the, the style bender in there too. Um, yeah, I, I, is, he would. He's like an, a little bit of an outlier, just because he's more calculated and is never going to be coming in there like busting that's your ass. True, strike, that's strike, true. Strike. That's true. But he could but, do it. But yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So for me, the way I look at it is, all right, bet. Like I'm the champ. We know this man is not even arguably. He's one of the best strikers across any weight class. I'm not letting yeah. this man touch me, bro. I'm gonna tell you that now. Like I'm trying to win. I'm not letting him get these hands on me, especially after that second and third round where he got some exchanges in there and I was able to see, Uh pat, 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 pat. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, nah, bro. (laughs) Like, I'm good. I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how I would be as a fighter. Like, if I understand that you have a good stand-up game, I want to see how good it is. 
And if you fluidly hit me with like a three or four piece, and then I hit you back, and you smile at me, and you stick your tongue out, I am not standing up with you no more. A hundred percent. I'm not doing it. The man that literally, like, the, the first round, Usman carried, like, easily. Second round, he gave Masvidal a little life. Masvidal hit him with yeah. some pieces, and then he hit Masvidal right in his shit. And all mm-hmm. Masvidal did was smile and stuck his tongue out like, this is what I, this is what I was looking for the whole time. Yeah, that's oh, Masvidal got busted open twice on headbutts, on accidental headbutts, and like was, was loving chilling. It. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not standing up. Nothing with that man. Not at all. Yeah, I'm straight. I thought Usman fight. He fought the fight that he could fight. And realistically, yeah, he, he, took, out, he just outclass. He just outclassed him in what he does. Like exactly. And and the man had six days to train, so he already knew. Like, oh yeah, yeah. he's probably done no wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna do what I need to do to win. The fuck. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I, I know Masvidal will get a title shot again, but because of his age, I I don't think it was smart for him to take this fight on six days' notice because yeah. of the fact that you know you are gonna have to wait at least one. You're ha- you're at least gonna have to do one more fight before you get your title fight again. So you're either gonna have to fight a Colby Covington. Um, or you're gonna have to run back your fight with Nate Diaz again. Um, I think he fights Burns. Or, I don't think so. I think Burns gets the next title shot. Off oh, facts. That's true. That's true. You yeah. know, but I, but so, I, so, I definitely think so that. You, go ahead, bro. My bad. Go ahead. No. So I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. Covington is probably the only other like really interesting shark in that water because while he did you know get beat up by Kamaru Usman when they fought. That was still a hell of a brawl, and you know, say what you want about Clovin Covington, I think he's a piece of shit too. But I mean, he's a hell of a fighter. Yeah, he's a he's a so, very well rounded fighter that he can do. And and people a and people would love things. to watch people would love to watch Masvidal beat the fuck out of him. That's true. So that's a that's money that's a money fight. So I would say that's probably going to next be the next fight for Masvidal before he sees uh, Usman again. So we're looking at maybe another eight months before he fights Fact. Usman. Again. And also another thing too, like I think that him taking that six day notice or the six day, uh, I'm sorry, the six day notice, I feel that that also played a part in his contract, him getting that new contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and they're gonna, I I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the UFC, well Dana White's gonna pay him back. I'm pretty sure he's not gonna go like you said. I don't think he goes. He's gonna go at. A fight. I don't see him going two fights without seeing another title. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You know, they'll pay him. Yeah, I think I'm thinking. I'm thinking one one decisive fight, and then he'll get his shot again. Yeah, because he saved that pay per view. Yeah. The whole point. The whole point was we wanted three good title fights. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. we wanted three good title fights. If you took away one, there would have been it would have depleted everything. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it was a good fight regardless. I thought Masvidal did what he oh, had I, to do. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He did, he did I enjoyed he both sides. And he snapped, bro. I, I, listen, that's difficult, bro, to do what he yeah. did. And I'm, and I'm glad they showed each other respect after the fight, you know, regardless of whatever past beef and tension they had. Like, I, I would like to see that shit. Yeah, I think it's tough to fight somebody and not have a little bit of tension. You got to have bro, something to feed off you, of. If you, you fight know? them for, for 25 minutes, that's five five-minute rounds. Yeah, it's hard to be mad at somebody after literally trying to kill some, kill them for twenty five minutes. Right, right. Like you kind of just have to be like, all right, 
Good shit, bro. <laughs> like, that's like I, the whole, you know, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. Like, them boys killed each other. Uh, but, like, you, they kind of have to dap each other up afterwards. It's like, yeah. Are you snuck? Yeah. Still, yeah, you get hit. still like, three of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Oh yeah, two. We, we snapped just uh, now, two. My bad, my bad, my bad. My apologies, my yeah. apologies. Facts. Um, but if you guys want to stay in the fighting realm, we can transition over to WWE real quick. Mm-hmm. We got a this weekend. Um, so we have Extreme Rules, the horror show, or no, sorry, the horror show at Extreme Rules. Um, this Sunday, you know, they're trying to do these taglines now for every pay-per-view, uh, ever since the, the greatest wrestling match ever mm-hmm. of all time mm-hmm. in the world. Um, but is honestly gimmick matches aside, these are some really good matches that I'm genuinely excited to watch. Um, it's a pretty stacked card and it looks like there's the potential for multiple cinematic matches throughout this. Um, so we'll go through the list here. We'll do our picks. I'll maybe give a little backstory if necessary. Uh, to start things off, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in a bar fight. Uh, the reason the bar fight is a stipulation is because they've been using Jeff Hardy's ongoing uh, substance abuse problems as a part of the storyline <laughs> with Sheamus. And it's kind of gotten to the point now where they're going to be having a bar fight. So I think this will be cool. What I hope is that, you know, maybe one of these struggling bars that has had trouble opening since all the COVID shit, that maybe Vince threw a ton of money and said, hey, let us come in here, wreck a bunch of shit, right. pay for the damages, and cover your rent for the next few months. I think that shit would be dope. You know, instead of using some, like, manufactured set. Like, like just go to, like, an actual bar somewhere. Fuck that shit up and for, pay yeah, for it. Fuck that shit up. Go for it. Game Put some fake, uh, those sugar glass bottles that you can break over each other. Mm-hmm. This shit. Give me all that. I think it'll be dope. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but I got Jeff Hardy winning. Cause where it are seems they like, at? Huh? For this? Where is it going to be at? Like, where's the actual pay-per-view happening at? They're still at the Performance Center of Orlando. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, they have done off-site stuff that they can kind of film in a closed yeah, area. Yeah, well, find a nice business somewhere. Exactly. So, um... Yeah, so I'm going to go Jeff Hardy wins this. Yeah, I got Jeff. I got Hardy. Jeffrey Hardy. All right, up next we have a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, a tables match between the New Day defending their titles against uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. The New Day. Um, I'm actually going to go Cesaro and Shinsuke. I feel like they've been trying to build... Some notoriety with that team, especially since uh, the Usos are on the shelf and they don't really have any tag teams on SmackDown like that since heavy machinery doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Cesaro and Knock when the title's here. I'm going to go to New Day. It's a right. new day. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> up next, we have the United States Championship match Apollo Crews defending the brand new Universal. Uh, title, not Universal, United States title against one of arguably one of the best United States champions of all time, MVP. Uh, Apollo. I'm going to say Apollo. Can't can't go against against Frat like that. Alright. Oh boy, here goes WWE being WWE again. 
We have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match. What? Where the only way you can win is to literally pull the eye out of your opponent. I don't know why WWE makes these kind of stipulations that they know they can't keep up with forever. But they that is literally the rules if you go to the WWE website. Is in order to win this match, you have to remove the eye of your opponent. What the fuck is y'all talking about? Yeah, that shit kind of wild, what, fam. What goofy ass shit is y'all about to do? So this was all right, and that's when I'm like, okay, how ridiculous are they gonna get with this? I was like, I was telling those last week. The only solution that would make sense is if Rey Mysterio loses, and then either A retires. Or he loses and then does like, uh, uh, you know, what's the dude, Kalisto or whatever, who has the shits over the eyes, so you it, it just you, you can't, can't see, see it, but he can see out of it. But regardless of the fact of how he ends up doing it, if he were to lose, what are, are you about see, to do? Yeah, are we, are we to see, show someone's eye a fake eyeball being, being out? taken out of someone's <laughs> eye socket? Come on, y'all doing the most, bro. They ain't go back to. Gotta love WWE. They need to cancel the uh, the USA contract. If they pull this off, y'all need to go back to sci-fi. So I'm assuming this is this might be some kind of cinematic match. It has I don't to. know how else. It has no choice but to be, or else. some, or this needs to be sued. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> what? Or somebody got a mean insurance contract, life insurance policy so, that says if I lose, if I. Because there's insurance policies out there. If you lose an eye, you get millions. Facts. So, I, so what, I don't know who to, It has to be cinematic. I don't know who to really pick as a winner. I'm going to go ahead and say Seth Rollins wins. Yeah, that's the only person that could win. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going Seth also. Seth Rollins for I'm the thinking, I'm, Yeah, I'm thinking maybe what Dominic the? gets involved and screws his dad over and becomes I'm part hoping of, someone gets involved. part of Seth Rollins. And like, I hope someone gets involved and nobody eye gets taken out. I don't even want to see... Whatever y'all tr- about to try to do, don't I do don't it. really like. Have some crazy shit happen to where it just doesn't happen. It don't have. It don't have to happen. Like just take like the a ton L. of people get involved, it becomes a giant brawl, yeah, and then take it just the doesn't L, happen. Bro, please, please. <laughs> I don't. Hey. How are y'all about to show me someone's? Come on, now? bro. We don't have to get this cinematic, bro. Like y'all don't have to get taken. They, they about to try to film a, a Mortal Kombat fatality, bro. Y'all don't oh my gosh. I would be so mad if they did some bitch like that. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. Seth Rollins wins. <laughs> Finish him. Yo, why they got an eye for an eye bet? Somebody better be walking around with a patch. So I honestly, for part no of me feels reason. like Seth Rollins about to be walking around with a patch on as part of the for the no reason. And then he'll magically grow an eye back down the road, and everybody he'll, they'll expect everybody to forget about. Like what? <laughs> Come on, bro. Not wrestling a patch the rest of his career. Like that don't make no sense. <laughs> What are y'all doing, bro? I, I was really hoping WWE. Dylan was going to try to defend this. <laughs> like he did the other day. But that makes this is too much. This absolutely is too much. no sense. Too bro. far? Way too far. You was... T- six, six. They're like, guys, no one really killed us about the whole greatest wrestling match ever. Let's let's try to up the ante. Yeah, let's up it from far. that. <laughs> so, hey, can we take a body part off? Yeah, let's do that. Vince in the writing room like, genius. Get this guy a job. The Undertaker came out of the grave. (laughs) (laughs) If this doesn't work, though, you're fire. Yeah. Fire. 
Oh my goodness. I hope this works out for y'all. I hope it don't. So y'all can be like, all right, let's not do that ever again. Oh shit. All right. So up next we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh Bailey defending her title against Nikki Cross. I think Bailey just wins here. There's no way Nikki Cross about to be champion. She's so the She's so nice. Bailey. They've been pushing her though. Not so much recently. She's been in like a couple tag team matches. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, I'm going Bailey. Bailey. Baby going trip. Now this next match is gonna be interesting. It's a Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka's defending her title against Sasha Banks. So I think the result of this match is really going to determine what their plans are for SummerSlam. Sasha got to get that, and then she got to unify them two titles. Well, here's the thing. So I feel like if Sasha loses this fight, it'll be because Bailey accidentally cost her or something like that. Bailey would have to cost her the title to set up their fight at SummerSlam. That makes sense, too. But But I could also, I'd love for her. Since SummerSlam is not going to be in front of a live audience like they were hoping, is to kick this down the line a little bit more, maybe to Royal Rumble. Maybe Sasha wins this match, and then not only Bailey are they going to tag team matches, losing it. No, no, no. But if you think about this, they tag team champions. They right? tag team champions. Oh, as they well. can get both them bitches. So they're having all the t- women's Damn! titles, and they can go to all three brands because the women's tag champions can go to all three brands. That'll be beautiful. The other women would be tight though. And you know how bad the other women would be. Yeah, but that would just like in add real to life. life. Uh, probably, but but they know what the storyline's playing off to. Like Jeez. everyone knows what this is eventually leading to. Doesn't having a title. Boost your contract, regardless. No, not anymore. Oh. Because they're get, they've got to the point where it's like people are getting two day reigns, one day reign. The twenty four seven title gets like. Thir- besides R-Truth, that, truth is thirty seven. T- why would it be, why would it be besides that? Because that title. I is... would argue in the contract, um, but it's a championship. No, all right, you could go argue. Well, I feel like there's two. How about either you don't get the same contract or you're fine. And then you look at titles <laughs> that aren't even really used. <laughs> look, at, look at titles that aren't even really used, like the like like the cruiserweight title. That shit's never used. Somebody so, got it right now, huh? Yeah. I Why mean, they deserve it for motherfucking raise more than them niggas too, cause they got it though. Facts. And it's so, an so, actual but, legit but title. Not even using it, so he's just not doing nothing and just getting paid more than other people. Yes, as long as like uh, as long as he's on the show. But but I think the reason you can't do that though is because one, it's not. A live, real, competitive, competitive sport. Right now, it's yeah. scripted. So, uh, I mean, yeah, so you're yeah, not. Yeah. So he's only champion because you're mm-hmm. writing him as champion, and you're yeah, not writing did, me as champion. But he did the so work. You're, get, you're basically promoting him and not promoting me. But he did because the work. you like him more than you like me. But he did the work to get that. Not all the time. I mean, I yeah. definitely would not say all the time. Not all the time. Shit, yeah, Roman yeah. Reigns got boosted right to the main event. Yeah, you're right. Roman Reigns... Without putting in a lot of the work that some of these other guys have. Roman Reigns fucked it up. So, like, there there are those certain things, like, bro, like, just because I'm better than this guy in the ring, but he gets more opportunities than me? Right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. If I'm right, Dolph right. Ziggler looking at... The know, defense rest! Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, in that regard, I'm going to go ahead and say Sasha Banks wins this. I think they're going to kick the can down the line Yeah, I can bit. give it to Sasha. Just so they can have all. Yeah, the you made you made a believer out of me, so I'm going to say Sasha. I've been with saying Sasha though, because you feel me. And then you know, at some point, Bailey will accidentally cost Sasha the title, or the sure. first to lose the tag titles. Then she'll cost Sasha the title, and then, and then Sasha go give her that work. Yeah. Um. All right. Up next, we have WWE Championship match. 
Drew McIntyre defending his title against Dolph oh, Ziggler. Oh, hold on, hold on. Speaking what? of Sasha Banks, okay. that is Snoop Dogg's niece who will be on the next episode of Versus. Going it's actually against... Snoop Dogg's first cousin. First along with, cousin. Along with Ray J and Brandy. Ray J and Brandy's first cousin and Snoop Dogg's cousin, who is, you know, one of the best women's WWE champ, you know, divas of all time. They're not divas point. anymore, sir. Oh, yeah, superstar now. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, they're not just sex symbols anymore, which is great. Thanks. But, um, you know, that's who she is. And speaking of that, you know, Snoop is going to be on Versus. Versus DMX. I'm looking forward to that. Coming up soon. I'm I've never really listened to DMX music to like that, like that. Yeah, me neither. So it's but like, I feel like if I'll listen to it just because of the culture. But I'm sure I'm probably... It'll be I'm rooting for... I feel like Snoop, Snoop wins. Yeah. Regardless. Because I feel like I'm the type of person... Regardless of how good DMX's catalog probably is, I feel like I'm the type of person. I can't listen to that music all day long, bro. It's a little too aggressive. I can't listen to that. I can't do that all day. I can't listen to Future all day. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. feel me? Future is the most. Future is the auto tune DMX. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I can't do it. Um, All right, so back to WWE. We got a WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre defending his title against Dolph Ziggler. Um, Ziggler gets to pick the stipulation. He has not said what the stipulation is yet. But I am going to assume it's going to be Extreme Rules. Because that's the only... Ziggler versus who? Extreme Rules match. McIntyre for the title. Regardless of what rules he making, he going to get his yeah, ass. McIntyre is winning this fight. <laughs> there's, no, there's zero chance. Dolph, don't nobody care this. about giving you nothing right now. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to see Dog get some, but I really want to, no. I can't wait until that background story comes out for us to figure out what in the world happened. Cause he was happened. hot for like a year or two and was winning everything and he ain't got shit since. So it's definitely going to be Drew. Facts. Um, and then imagine, I don't know if it's going to be the main event, probably won't be the main event, but. It'll be the one I'm most excited for. Uh, it'll definitely be a cinematic match, and it's a non-title match they have announced. It is a swamp fight between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. And this is the second of Bray Wyatt's incantations. He is the back to being the swamp cult leader. Oh, yeah. Yes. So they will be fighting in the swamp. Let's go, Bray! Word. Bray is saving so, WWE. I don't know right if there's here. actually going to be a winner to this fight. I, I don't. Bray but, is saving WWE. Right, right. but if there was, I'm going to say Braun wins, which is going to then bring on the third incantation, being the Fiend. Who's champion right now, Braun? Braun. Oh no, Bray Wyatt about to win that fight. Why? Bray Wyatt's not winning this fight. Bray Wyatt's going to win the next fight because Bray Wyatt lost once already. Tell you, it's not a title. Bray, Bray, yes. Bray Wyatt's winning this fight. Mm, oh, you might. That <laughs> <I laughs> might be why they said it's not a title. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Bray, Bray Wyatt's going to win this fight because it's in the swamp. <laughs> you know what? I changed my answer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Bray, yeah, Bray Wyatt. That's what I, that's what anytime I, I hear say, non-title... That's what I was going to say. Anytime I hear non-title, idea. I'm like, oh yeah, the champion loser. Yeah, nah. And it makes sense for Braun right. to lose because it's Bray Wyatt's environment and Bray Wyatt still... You're about to make it cinematic. The, so but, the Fiend could come in if he wants to. Regular Bray could come in if he wants to. Here's why I low-key wanted Braun to win. I wanted to see some shit like, you know... 
at the end of the fight, you know, Bray's pretty much dead and like whatever. And like Braun just throws him into the swamp. And then as he's walking away, you see the fiend emerge from the swamp on some shit. And then That'd it just cuts out. Too. I'm like, oh, okay. That'd be crazy too. Like something out of a horror movie. I, especially if they're calling too. it a horror show, I feel like there's going to be some kind of. That'd be crazy too. Because otherwise, why would you call this pay-per-view horror show? It's not October. That'd be crazy too. Yeah, but I mean, if anybody saw back when um, Bray Wyatt fought Randy Orton in the House of Horrors match, which was honestly a very good match up until they got stupid with it and decided to finish the match back in the arena in the (laughs) ring. Like the whole thing just should have been at the compound or wherever. Like if they have anything like that, it's going to be good. It's mm-hmm. going to be entertaining. When we saw it with the Boneyard match that they did with The Undertaker, they, they do well with those kinds of things. Right. With the, they get the smoke machines going. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, make sure there's no alligators around because this is Florida. And yeah. And motherfuckers out here. Gators don't care about your show. Yeah. And I don't care how big Braun is. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care how big Braun is. <laughs> right. 12-foot gator rolls up on his Niggas see, oh, we got food for the year, y'all boys. Facts. We, we fed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but, yeah, so... That should be a good match. We'll see what happens there. Looking forward to it. So, um, that is the last fight for the pay-per-view, right? Indeed. All right, back that up. So, uh, I didn't want to, like, overstep. Uh, I did want to transition over to Jit. NFL and throw some things at you guys. Some Jit. Uh, Jit some storylines. Shut up. Some storylines that um, kind of caught my eye and, and, and some... some Certain context clues that I'm picking up that has me feeling like what I'm going to say is going to make a lot of sense, I think. Especially in the offseason, depending on how the season goes. So, as you guys know, Dak Prescott didn't sign his... uh, He didn't sign a contract at all. So, he's on a franchise tag. um, Which puts him in very interesting company. Reason why... $32 million. Only reason why he's in interesting company is because... There's only been two other quarterbacks in NFL history who have been placed on a franchise tag and they played out the season. Um, one of them being Drew Brees in uh, San Diego. The second one being uh, Kirk Cousins in Washington. He did that two years in a row. And neither one of them stayed with their team. They left. So, interestingly enough, the reason why I bring this up is because I think there might be a stronger possibility than we think that Dallas probably does not want to keep Dak Prescott long-term if they don't have to. I mean, I could, that that's not a horrible idea. Um, at the same time, I mean, I feel like, like I've been saying, I feel like Dak Prescott thinks he's more than what he actually is. Um, has any reports come out of how much they actually offered him? Or have they actually have they offered? There's him been a lot of random numbers thrown out. Like there's been there was rumors that they offered him at one point thirty four million, I believe, but he wanted like thirty four a year. Yeah, yeah. That Prescott and, and he wanted more. That Prescott thinks he's more. He wanted than what like he closer. Is. He wanted like thirty eight or something like that. That Prescott thinks he's more than what he is. Yeah, and I feel like it's going to turn around the bottom. Greed is a terrible thing in this world. In, in the world. Which I think will catch his ass, because you're, you're you need to respect where your circumstances are right now. You're on a very well ran offense. You feel me? If you know you have the right coach behind it, with a lot of players that on that team that make the team what it is. Besides you, 
You feel me? The offensive line has been one of the best offensive lines forever. Mm-hmm. Too many, he's just uh, too many weapons, bro. He's got he's got a team full of weapons. Yeah, and it's one thing. It's like it's one, and then they, they're just they're coming off Tony Romo, bro. Like they're they're not about to go and lay all their eggs in one basket off. Haven't done that already once before. I forget. Did they have a quarterback between the two of them? Or no, no right from Romo to Prescott. Romo to, De- to Romo Prescott. To Prescott. Yeah. Romo got hurt, and that's how Prescott got on. That's and right. Prescott that's had right. that thirteen that's and three right. season. Yeah. So yep. check this out. Yep. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. My bad. I cut you off. Keep going. Yeah. So, so it's like you haven't really. Um, you're not the best player on that offense. You're not even the second best player on that offense. You're the third best player on that offense, and that's. Arguable. You could actually be the fourth. You could be the fourth best player on that offense yeah. if you count the tackles you have on that team, and you can count if you count the whole offensive line as one unit. That's a whole lineup of people that's better than you as a whole. Is what they do their job, as well as Amari Cooper. I mean, yeah, Amari yeah. Cooper being better than you and Zeke being better than you. So you shouldn't really. He's being greedy, and I think he's gonna catch his ass. You're not lying. And he could get his, he's getting thirty two mil regardless, so I think that's good for him. But now, if you don't show up this year, they ain't gonna get less. They ain't gonna get less than that thirty eight mil you wanted, or whatever it was. So you better show your ass this year. Um, this is the one thing that I I, I want to kind of like take into context. I think there's a lot of things that go unnoticed. So Dak Prescott definitely had what you would call a good season. Some would probably go as far as to say prolific. Um, he finished in the top, I believe, like top five in like three or four categories. Like, I think uh, passing TDs, uh, um, quarterback rating, all that good stuff. So he he had a decent season, right? And, and the thing about it is, is what I think you have to look at is what exactly is it resulting in, right? He almost threw for 5,000 yards, over 30 touchdowns, a 99 um, quarterback rating. Awesome. Last year they went eight and eight, Come on, son. And, and couldn't win the big games, right? Look- Never mind that. Let's take it. Let's take it to from a business aspect. All right. So the Dallas Cowboys is arguably at this point now the most recognized football franchise in the NFL, right? We're talking about a team that in the nineties were at least first or second. In the East, with the exception of the one year that Troy Aikman got hurt in the 90s. And they they were consistently in the playoffs. Uh, they made it to three Super Bowls. And I think they lost an NFC championship um, to, the event, to the eventual victors. So there was, a, there was a chance where they could have won four Super Bowls in a row. So you're going from the 90s. And you have to understand that we still judge teams off of winning. They haven't even come close to a Super Bowl in over 20 years. 25 years, right. really. So there's no wins. That was supposed to be that guy. You lined him right. up. You've given him great talent. Dak has seen some really good teammates. Right? How long he has said, he been there? Yeah. He's been there three five, years. Five years. Five oh, years. You, 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 you're a better Jameis. Well, isn't this the end of his rookie deal? That's why they had to tag him. Isn't yeah, but he years? didn't. But he didn't play right away, though, right? Nope. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were just yeah. saying like. So how long so been? Been. Okay, my you're, bad, my bad. Okay. So we're we're, we're answering the same better question. We're answering yeah, the same right. question. So 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 bear with me for a second. So boom, I gave you 
I give you what I think you're worth. And right now, you're not giving me what I'm worth. That's number one. Number two, I wanted to make a notation of something. We're talking about now you're going from a coach to a new coach. Philosophies matter. Coaching type matters. Quarterbacks they've had matters. Jason Garrett himself, good guy. He seems like he's a good guy. I mean, he's had Tony Romo and he's had Dak Prescott. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to his evaluation of quarterbacks, I mean, yeah, that's just what it is. And now you look at the new coach, McCartney, right? He had Favre. Favre left and went to Rodgers. Now he comes to the Cowboys and he sees Prescott. Apparently, from what I've been reading, when he first got the job, he didn't talk or reach out to Dak for weeks. I think that's a sign right there. And interesting... Because to him, who the fuck is Dak? Exactly. And interestingly (laughs) enough, next year, remember, Trevor Lawrence is coming out. You got a bunch of quarterbacks coming out of from college. And then you have quarterbacks mm-hmm. next year that are going to be free agents. Now, there's one in particular that I have my eye on. hes I don't think he's too much appreciated at the crib, right? I think Texas would be more suitable for him. I don't know where he's from, but he gives me Texas vibes anyway. And that guy to me is Derek Carr. I can see the Cowboys letting him go, letting that go. You mean the Raiders? No, oh, no, the oh, Cowboys the letting oh, that okay, go. I see, I see. And Gruden, I mean, he ain't, it, it, it comes across to me that Gruden ain't really, like, he don't really fuck with, uh, with, with, with Carr like that. He kind of... That's not even true, bro. That's just what gets perpetuated to, like, a lot of people in the media. It's fake news. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing... I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, it's bro. It's fake news. Like, it's one of those things, man, where, like, I hear straight from the players that they don't understand where all this hate for Derek Carr goes and all these... these rumors and this that whatever like he's on the outs with the team and oh they're looking into quarterbacks when every year they're sticking with Derek Carr and I don't understand why everybody's like oh the relationship's ruined but he's still there every year starting they they have houses right next to each other him and Gruden in Vegas like bro like they don't they don't know who's sick of Gruden has a 10 uh, a 10 year 100 million dollar contract if he wasn't 100% all in on Derek Carr Derek Carr would not be on the team right now and that's just it point blank period I'm I'm not disagreeing with that I feel you I'm I'm with you right I'm with you but I've again in the same context I've heard Gruden talk about quarterbacks he's like and I hear him talk about Carr and from from my perspective I don't think it's the same now Again, in the same in the same in the same line of speaking, we've also seen Gruden flip a switch on his players on the drop of a dime. That's the reason why I'm like, I can see the Cowboys eyeing Carr. And I don't know what Carr's contract looks like, but if Carr becomes a free agent next year, he can go where you want to go. He don't have to come back to Las Vegas. So it doesn't matter if Gruden Rocky, likes him or they're, not. They're the same player to me, bro. They're not that. Oh, yeah, I don't. They're really I don't, not that different. I, I don't. I don't know, bro. Matter, I, matter of fact, Carr is faster than Dak, so the Russell. Yeah, I definitely think Dak. I definitely think Derek is better than Dak. You want to know why you can't say that, bro? Carr has not had Ezekiel Elliott, 
He has not had. As I'm saying, I definitely Des feel Derrick is better than that. Yeah, he has not had Jason Witten. He has not had Amari Cooper. He has not had Gallup. He has not had the best offensive line in football. He has not had any of these tools. Derek Carr yeah, has had lesser teams and has gone further than Dak has. I don't think they're the same quarterback. I think Carr is a supremely underrated quarterback. Personally. Bless you. All right, thank you. Good. I didn't know I didn't know which angle you were taking on that. Yeah, yeah like, he's not I, bad at all. No, I, I think yeah, I think you know. I think if you put Carr, you know, people because people suck Dak's dick a lot. No, 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 no. I, I say this about Dak. I think that Dak has one thing that you love in a quarterback, and that he's a gamer. I like the fact that he's a gamer. Like he does, with the exception of last year, we could say that Dak Prescott shows up for big games. Like he plays his best games when it was time for him to play his best games. Last year, he didn't really pull yeah, through for and that. I, and I haven't seen him but, give up. Yeah, and you got, and that means something. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, yeah. if we're talking about a better quarterback, I don't think it's close between Prescott and Carr. And I think Carr is better than a lot of quarterbacks that they use to shit on Derek Carr because Derek Carr has done mm-hmm. more with less. I promise you, if you put Carr on that Dallas Cowboys team right now, I don't know, bro. I'm sorry, though. I think I think we're talking about Super Bowl contention. Honestly. That is my personal feeling, bro. I, I, I want to keep him in Vegas. Let's just keep him in Vegas. No, I but I I feel we'll see how, you, and y'all should yeah, keep let's him. See in how, Vegas. Let's see how this year. Let's see how this year goes. We ain't got no excuses. We got about fifty eleven receivers. Right. So, right. You know we can. We so, got legit. We got legit number one receiver. So. So you know saying tied up with that with that trade talk with our quarterback thing. So I just wanted <laughs> to, as we're. Uh, Transitioning, I wanted to talk about other players who are in Dak Prescott's situation, guys who are probably going to be franchise tagged, kind of was expecting a big check but didn't get it. You've got A.J. Green, Hunter Henry, um, Brandon Scherf, Joe Thune, Matt Juden, um, Yannick Ngakwe, Leonard Williams, Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, Justin Simmons, and Anthony Harris. I personally, I can say I think COVID plays a part in this, number one. Number two, I personally feel that you might be seeing analytics at play a little bit more now, too. I think that they're starting to really break down these players like, all right, cool. Is this player good because he's in our system? Like, and, and, I, and you can blame the Patriots for this to a certain extent, too. Like, yeah, this guy's good, but can we replace him? Is he Patriot him? good? Like, is, is he, I, I, like, he's straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, because these names that we mentioned, honestly, maybe with the exception of, like, two or three of those names, you could say, like, all right, he's good, but is he good for, because of our system and what we provided him? Or can he go to another team and do the same thing? Or can we find another guy just like him? Is he really worth the coin that he's asking? You know what I'm saying? And, like, I feel like that's probably another reason why Prescott... Didn't get that check. They literally paid everybody else, bro. Mm-hmm. They paid everybody else. Cowboys paid everybody else. Literally. Everybody who needed a contract got a contract. Because they they're that. a running team. So yeah. I don't need to pay you more than about $34, 35000000 a year, bro. You're lucky you getting that. And you you're not really the best be quarterback. You getting about 28 And you're not the best quarterback in your division. You're not the best quarterback in the league. You're not top... 
Five. You don't even got to say lead. Why are you not the best? I'm already thinking. Bro, Tom Brady got $14 million last year. Bro, he's not the best quarterback in his division. Carson Tom Brady Wentz got fourteen him. million. Carson, oh, yeah. Wentz, Carson beat Wentz shits on with on guys. I can't even tell you who the wide receivers were that game. Tom Brady got fourteen million dollars last year. Salary. I mean, you're asking. Yeah, you're bro, over here asking ridiculous. for thirty. It's ridiculous. You're asking for over thirty-five million dollars yeah. a yeah, year. Yeah, insane. And a team that is strictly. We are what we are because we run the ball. Because we go out and get the best running back and give him the best offensive line. And then whatever pips we... Alex Smith could go on your team and do a better job than you because he'll do his job and won't get paid for it. And he'll take his little yeah. contract you give him and that team do great. And he don't got you don't got to worry. He don't got to worry about the, the flash effect. He's the, Alex, Alex Smith ain't going to try to take over the game. Your problem, Dak, is you be trying to take over the game, and you get your coaches to believe that you know, hey, I'm that guy. I can do that. I could be. Listen, the one. I, I'm and they try to get that to you. You should. You you. If if the Cowboys could go back to being the system team that they were, and just run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, and then let Dak also know. But you gotta have an ego. That's not. You gotta have your ego in check. And if your ego not in check, then just leave, bro. We'll I'm still gonna eventually you- let you do. I'm going to break it down like this, and then, and then I'm, I'm going to switch it up to, to a different quarterback. Here's my thing, bro. I, I think averages matter, right? Would you guys agree with me that averages matter? So mm-hmm. if, you're not make, if you're not playing better consistently than somebody who's making around what you think you deserve, then right. I'm not going to pay you. Why right? so should I pay out. you more than them? Check this out. So boom, I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm throw your mind off for a little bit. I'm going to talk about a quarterback who gets paid – Around the, around the same amount that, that Dak is looking for. And I, I'm going to read you his stats from 2015. 2015, he had 4,166 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. 2016, 4,917 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2017, 4,093 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 2018, 4,298 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. 2019, 3,603 yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 107.4. The person who I'm describing right now is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. That was a pretty good, that's a pretty good career. That's that's, a decent career. How do you like me now? (laughs) Right. And, And you like that. And, and you know, the, my whole thing is... No, that's what it was. That's what it was. My bad. But the, but the whole thing is, is like, bro, this is where you're at. How much is Kirk Cousins getting paid? Kirk Cousins, I believe he's getting 29, 28. And his shit was fully guaranteed. Yeah, 28. On, on signing. Fully guaranteed. Come on, bro. Yeah, like 28 mil a year. So, like, bro, that's where you're... I thought you was, you're, I thought you was giving Dax stock just that. Oh, yeah. so, since, since we're talking contracts real quick, I did just want to do a quick little that we didn't touch on for the Mahomes contract last week. I love the fact that a hundred he has that $170 million guarantee for injury. So if he were to get a career-ending injury today, he gets he still gets $170 okay, that, That's cool. Of that that I don't mind. Who's that for? Mahomes. Oh, that I don't nice. mind. I so, still yeah. think so, I, yeah, feel, I was here like, for the on, conversation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But did you hear the stipulations, though? What? So he pretty much can't do 
any physical oh. activity. But that's like, he but that's can't everybody's. play basketball. He can't like jet ski. He can't do that like makes literally. Sense. Everyone has can't that. Do anything. Nobody people. People aren't that allowed. Makes sense. They're not allowed to ski. They're not allowed to jet ski, especially quarterbacks. They have that. A lot of them have that in their contract. Yeah, right? no, no, nothing, it's, that's it's, nothing different. It's facts, but they're saying like Mahomes is like next level though. Like Mahomes, oh, literally said, I bet he literally said in a radio interview, he's like, yeah, like I'm probably just gonna stick to Madden and working. <laughs> that's facts. Why risk it? So like I, I mean, I was here for the out. conversation. I was here for the conversation, but I do think that is outlandish amount of money. Yeah, honestly, to be yeah. putting on a quarterback, honestly, I'm, but yeah. I, I get he should be getting paid. I don't think it needed to be that crazy. Well, um, you got. I, res- I, no, I do respect. I do respect. I do respect. I do respect him getting his um, the injury, mm-hmm. you know for sure. Because I do feel he should be getting like he's shown that he should be able to get paid yeah. big big dollar. You feel me? He shouldn't have to wait for it. But um, on a business tip, I feel like it is a big risk. You know, See, and I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that because if you look at it in the sense, okay, yes, he's getting paid this amount over the years, so you know whatever that forty five million, whatever right, average, but to, they're not taking a lot. You're paying less by paying more by giving the bigger. Yeah, because by the time those those last five years, because every year the salary cap's going huge, that could end up being such a small amount on the grand scale. Yeah, I feel things. that, but then it's like you still. You're still giving. I understand. I bet I saw that. That is like you know, because I see that on Madden all the time. I really be comparing for Madden. Madden's the same <laughs> shit, really. Right, right. right. I you you give somebody more years, it get, makes their contract bigger. It's based off the more years, right? But at the end of the day, it's still a contract to the which now, I have it's ten years. That means you got to at least guarantee. You got to almost in your head guarantee that for the next at least three to four, he's about to go and do you know, yeah. That amount. How much money a year is he get, is he supposed to be getting salary wise now from that contract? I mean, in total, the average is like forty five a per year? year, but it's split. There, so like it might be like twenty nine one year, thirty six. Which is still year. so like it's really, more, it's more backloaded. It backloaded. It was great, which but it's still on an annual rate, which is still top tier quarterback money. It's it's not that bad though. Twenty nine, but it's still it's top tier quarterback. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But That's it's not saying. like crippling. But it's top tier quarterback yeah. money, so that means now you have for, for the next three or four, five, for at least five years. I won't say for at least half your contract that will give you that we're over here like putting this money into you. We would expect you to be on this level. So I would hate on a business tip for that to go left, and now you got to figure out. Well, that's always the gamble. That is, a, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is really that's the why gamble. You always say don't pay these dudes. <laughs> exactly. It's like I don't mind you paying them, but five like you no, yeah, no, five hundred million know, you can get half a bill. See, but, but, but you like half a billion. But, but hold you're on, you're putting hold on, you putting your chips in, even though you're doing what you're supposed to do to like make sure like all right, we can still. But at the end of the day, if something happens within the next three to four years, right? But but here's you got something, something to figure out. Here's some here's something that you're 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 avoiding here though, and and Buddha said the word which is gamble. But you you also have to look at the parameters of everything, right? First and foremost, we don't know how long Andy Reid gonna be there. That's number one. Number two. We're in Kansas City, Missouri. The only reason why people want to come and play for your team is your quarterback. That's number one. Number two, four or five years ago, we weren't thinking of Kansas City as being full-fledged contenders. They were a good team. They would get to like the divisional round, potentially, but we knew at the end of the day they were going to lose, right? 
Okay. Now, you in five years, you just became a Super Bowl champion with the potentiality to win two or three more. That's way better than what your projection was before you got this quarterback. So, yeah, it's a gamble, but really, it's not a dumb gamble. Because if push comes to shove and he, let's just say, God forbid, he does get hurt, you got 10 years, you can rebuild, you got your Super Bowl, your fans are going to be happy, you're making money. Like, at the end of the day, you're keeping the core centerpiece. The person that is, and, and I hate, because football is definitely the, the, the number one main example of a team sport, especially on the offensive side of the ball, right? Like, everybody needs to operate on one mindset. If one person doesn't do their job, exactly. the play's not going to work. However, exactly when we watch Kansas City, we know without a shadow of a doubt that they are where they are because of Mahomes. That, that, that's and speed. It's not just, I don't understand that. That's fair. Mahomes is great, but it's not just because of Mahomes. They have some speed. It's it's the perfect match. It is the perfect match for that team. They have the fastest dudes on that team with the quarterback with one of the strongest arms. They caught lightning in a bottle. You really caught lightning in a bottle. Okay. So at the end of the day. You caught your lightning in the bottle. I'm going to cut you off, but, but hold on. Bear with me now. The speed part, getting fast guys. Clearly isn't that hard to do because they found four speedsters, three of which got passed on because they thought they couldn't play. But clearly with that particular quarterback, they're fine. Two of those receivers, I think you put them on another team. They're just regular guys. But with this particular quarterback, even though you're saying it's a perfect match, I agree 125% with you. But the hardest part of that match isn't the speed. It's the quarterback. You have the quarterback. So as long as he stays healthy, all you have to do is get some speed. That's it. Yeah, which is great. Which is what I say. He definitely deserves yeah. big money I'm, check. I'm, I'm putting that check but in there, too. I'm putting 10 years. Billy, <laughs> I, half I don't have Billy, to work. Listen, 10 years. It is 10 years. But listen, for 10 years, if he stays healthy, I know where my salary cap is, and I know exactly what I need to pick up. And then on top of that, on that same contract, I can take some money back. For God has been Mahomes, in the league two years. In that's two, a very big. He's game. a. I he's understand a the high. I understand the high reward, but they're very high risk for you putting a, for you putting a half a billion on a dude that's been in the league two years. He's a coin toss away from being a two time Super Bowl winning champ. And champion. just assuming that, oh yeah, that make it be just, you know, healthy for the next five for sure. He gets hurt. So me like. You got to have... Oh, I just hope they have a nice contingency, bro. I, I agree. definitely because see why he, they did what they did, but that is a... You feel me? You went zero to 100. You could have went... You could have went zero to... You could have went zero to 70. But at the end... And still blowing the roof off the motherfucking... But I think you're looking at... the motherfucking at, shit. But you really I, went like... Oh, but I think... Yeah. I think you're looking... <laughs> yeah. But I think you're looking at... The big number per year. Yeah, he's the highest paid quarterback in the league, but he's not head over heels over everybody else. He's not. And the the at the long term effects is true, but they already have a backup plan. If he gets hurt, he's not going to get paid full out that whole money. They're able to utilize that. That is a that is a, a part of the salary cap that you can forever know that is there. You never have to worry about your quarterback. 
And when you're taking players in, you don't have to worry about any other extra circumstances with him. And Mahomes already agreed to take some of that money out to bring in other players. So you're, you're literally creating a flotation device, really. They're doing the opposite of what the Patriots did. Really. He said, take out some of my contract to bring in other players? He was. He's, he did that. He said, yeah, he said he was cool with that. He said he wants to build a good team. So there's, there's stipulations and other things in that contract. So he said that in an interview as in, like, that's what's about to happen? Or he just said, like, oh, this is my opinion. It's like, yeah, I wasn't mine. Well, You're not I, with mine. You know, so, they didn't so, even pay me all this money. No, well, that's, that's, players. no because he or said. that was about to happen. No, he said straight up, he's like, I want to be better than Brady. So whatever I got to do to get to six, that's what I'm going to do. He said it straight oh, up. Oh, I need to see it then, eh? Reconstruct your motherfucking shit, Danny. I'm just saying. I think, <laughs> Let me see what you're talking about, nigga. I don't want to hear that talk, nigga. He young. You see it, Danny. He's young. He's different. He's got the check. He's mature. But he's only going into his third season, and we're able to have this conversation. He's having five. Let me have a billy. I feel you. Going into his third, third year. So check on. this out. So check me out. Check me out. If Lamar, <laughs> good. But if Lamar good. turns around... <laughs> If Lamar turns around and does the same thing, I need six. Thing, <laughs> I need a Billy. Lamar Jackson needs to be the first billionaire. <laughs> if, but if Lamar Black wins, Lives Matter, bitch. If Lamar wins a Super Bowl in the next two years, if Lamar wins a Super Bowl in the next two years, he'll get that same exact long term contract. He need a billion. I'm telling you, that, I need a billion guaranteed. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> I need 500 million guaranteed. He has he has a lot because I'm about to. That's the black people reparations for South he has, Florida. He has a lot. He has a lot <laughs> going <laughs> for him. He has a lot going for him as far as like that that like contract goes. I mean, really, if you want to go back, active quarterbacks right now that are in the league with a Super Bowl ring, and again, I guess you could blame Tom Brady for this too, but Super Bowl quarterbacks. That are active is Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Joe Flacco. I don't know if I said his name already. Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, and yeah, Tom Brady. It's it's, it's seven, eight Carson quarterbacks, Wicks. and he's by Wicks. he's by far the youngest Why you one. Carson Wentz like that. Carson Wentz didn't win that Super Bowl. Sorry, bro. Snake Foles, baby. Bro, that boy got a rig. But listen, just true. Got a rig, Car- Carson Wentz definitely he, he has a, he has a ring, but they're not gonna call him a Super Bowl winning quarterback. However, there's a huge difference between Carson Wentz and Pat Mahomes. <coughs> Pat Mahomes well, sure. been healthy. There's a big difference and between Pat Mahomes and everybody. Pat Mahomes got hurt. And he already proved his versatility, not versatility, but his ability to get good. He got hurt and fucked his knee all the way up. Took two games off during a Super Bowl run. And when he came that's back, all, hope, didn't bro, lose you know, a I've single game. I've always been a person. I've always been a person that's like, you know, I'm very skeptical of giving these young dudes all this money, bro. So it's like early, bro, like. So I don't want, you feel me? I want everything to stay, especially now around this time. I understand. I want him to get big bread. But you got to understand the amount of bread it is. You got to understand how young this person is. I hope he has the right people around him to start planning ahead to get himself right to to where you act like you don't even act like you're working for this bread to this day and be able to play on that level still because, you know, I see a lot of these dudes with these contracts. 
that shit goes south. Yo, and that's what I don't you want know what to I happen. Just peeped. Lamar is on the same exact trajectory as Patrick Mahomes. Like that's why I was quiet. I was looking it up. These men both sat their first year, came in at the end of the year, and then their next year, their first year starting, both become MVP. Uh huh. And then are both eliminated in the playoffs. And now this is Lamar's chance to get that and Super then Bowl. The following year, yeah, this is Lamar. This, so this is Lamar's chance. Yeah, but Lamar takes but, it. but there's one thing. Take, but she got, there's one thing that face. does hurt Lamar here, as far as what? trajectory is concerned. And, and again, I'm don't I don't want you to take this the wrong way. He got to face Lamar. Pat Mahomes. No, 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 <laughs> That's no, the problem. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It's not about no, no. It's not about Pat Mahomes. I'm, I'm gonna take it a step further. Hold on, check me out. Lamar, I'm a Lamar fan. I think it's also the differences. Yeah, they're similar, but there's a difference, right? Pat Mahomes on his Super Bowl, well, on his AFC Championship run, because remember, he got to the AFC Championship game, which mm-hmm. was kind of unexpected even during that time. We knew he was nice, but we were like, ah, I don't know if he'll make it that far. And again, they uh, were a I coin toss, who, they were a coin Lowe? toss away yeah. from getting yeah, to the Super Bowl. That's number one. Lamar lost in his first playoff game. Now, that's one. Two. Well, I definitely thought he was white. Two. That's why. When you're talking about Lamar versus Mahomes, I'll tell you the difference. And and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Let's talk football for a second. Mahomes is down two or three touchdowns. We're still telling ourselves Chiefs are going to win. If Lamar is yeah. in that same predicament, I I don't uh, think we I all I, I, I don't think we all feel the same way. Now, yes, I think now we do. You, I don't. I think, feel like because Lamar, I feel like, like I feel like I feel like the strength of Patrick Mahomes and his throwing and able to bring his team back is just as strong as Lamar Jackson's overall ability as far as his feet down twenty eight and a half. Yes, yes, bro. Ooh, yes, I feel I like he showed know, it. Man. I feel like he showed it. So why can like they be? So why can they be? Why can they be the Titans? Because the Titans have an amazing defense and a ridiculously crazy horse stallion at running back, and they ran like you shout feel out me. Derrick Henry for getting paid. Like by the way. you feel me? And yeah, shout out to getting paid for a Patriot. You have a Patriot head. You have a Patriot faithful at, at, at coach, bro. You know what you're doing over there. But they were down me? the I'm same. Not but, say, I'm not saying Chiefs, it's gonna work all the time. But the Chiefs I'm not saying it's gonna work all the time. Amount. Just like it didn't work. For, it, it didn't work for. It didn't work for Patrick Mahomes all the time. And, it, and he did the same shit the year before. Like he was. That team was the same team the year before that they were this year. He was Patrick Mahomes last year, the year he lost, and he was still Patrick Mahomes this year. I mean, they came, the year he they won. Came back, like, they, they came back though. Like the Ravens didn't come back at all against the Titans. I feel you, but at the end of the day, like you still gotta respect the fact that I feel like Lamar Jackson has shown you that on the offensive tip, they could blow the roof off regardless of the fact. You feel me? They just gotta. It's just a matter of fact of getting to that point. You feel me? Like Mahomes, and I feel like it's just the fact that we feel like Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, you know, can throw. And be on a pocket tip if he wants to, and launch the ball. You feel me? I feel like Lamar Jackson could be on the same aspect 
now that the fact that you have to respect his running so much because he could legit run off for a 60. It's the same 60-yard throw that Patrick Mahomes could do you. Lamar can run off a 60-yard run on your ass if you if you ain't on your toes. And now that you have to respect that, you got to also respect that I also have an arm and I have receivers that are also getting me that 60-yard throw if you ain't if you're too worried about me. So I feel like we're in a position now where that team, especially now in the position that we're in, can definitely and what we've been able to see within this last year, it being his second year in the league, that this is about to be his third year, technically, yeah. I can see that transition to where it's like now, but like, y'all are not going to know what to do. I feel you. I because see, yeah, so you know, that's I have an arm. Yeah, same, like so. the trajectory is really right, the same exactly to where it's like, I can, I can run for 60 on you, or I can throw for 60 if y'all forget about Hollywood because y'all worrying about me. If y'all forget I, about, I, you feel me? Like, I feel you. And, and again, I agree with you. But when it comes to writing a check, that's not enough. I mean, I feel like it will be when I feel like it, it's just the trajectory is the same. It's just the only reason you're able he to has say to that win, is because he has, to win the Super he has the year up. He has the year up. That's the only reason you're able to have. He has to win the Super Bowl this year because he hasn't been able to show because he has one year less. Than if Lamar, if Lamar is going to get the check that Mahomes got, he needs to win the Super Bowl this year. Period. Obviously, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because because regardless of the fact, like. You're talking about the what ifs, cool, but even in the same trajectory where Mahomes was, Mahomes already had comebacks. And then this year had comebacks. I I again I'm not gonna sit here and say Lamar doesn't have any comebacks. I just can't remember a comeback that Lamar has had. Now, when the Ravens are up two touchdowns, it doesn't matter. Game over. That's the one thing I'll say about Lamar. If you let the Ravens get That's two scores. That's because most games, they were just whooping people's ass. That's fair. But when you get in the playoffs, it's not always going to be that way. Exactly. And it the wasn't Titans, that way for Mahomes this first Titan, year. Yeah, but, you know, he got to an AFC championship game and he got a Super Bowl. And Lamar lost in the first game he played and threw two picks. I, I, right. I'm with you. In the year I where hear, he I, played I, half the year. I'm sorry? Isn't that in the same year that he played half the year? Who? Lamar. Lamar did that this they went year. To the... Lamar lost I'll in his first playoff first game year. this year. The first playoff game in the divisional playoff at the crib. He was at his place and lost in the first game. He has to step it up. I'm a Lamar fan. I want Lamar to be great, but I'm telling you what they see. If you're going to talk about giving a check similar to somebody who has the trajectory as Mahomes, he needs to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, obviously. And and, and, and and, and I mean, hopefully it's through Mahomes. If he beats Mahomes, you got to gut him that check. Oh, yeah. You got to cut him that check. That's what we were saying, which is what we were saying in general. It's like... That's the biggest thing is you that was that's the biggest thing it's that's it's stopping him this year is to. you have yeah. to beat Mahomes right. this year at to get to point, the Super Bowl. No matter what the seeding is, you're going to have to beat Mahomes at some And that's what gets you over the, yeah. the hill. Because this is and that will be putting you past the trajectory. Because not only did you get to the same place that Mahomes got to, but now boom, you beat him. Well, I believe in he, that same stance. He beat them last year when they played during the season. And I know I know, I know it's playoffs are different, but No, no, trust me. Lamar Lamar definitely has what it takes 
he has what it takes. Which is, if you're, exactly, if you're which is why I said that I feel like he can bring as your a team fo- back. As a football fan, I think Lamar has what it takes. Now, what I'm doing is I see where Dylan is coming from, and I agree with him. I'm just giving the I'm giving a different perspective. I'm giving you the perspective of facts. Like I feel yeah, he has Dylan. a year up on him, and he's proven it within that year. Say again. He has that year up on him, and he's proven it within that year. Ah, uh, apples or oranges, but I feel you. I feel you. I, I I really want him to do good this year, though, for sure. Like I, I do. Because if Lamar a wins a championship this year, this year they have the, they pretty much have the same career. If he gets to the AFC Championship game, yes. If he if he played and balled the fuck out the divisional round, beat the Titans, and then lose to Mahomes in a very close game where it was competitive. Then they lose, then they, if he loses to Mahomes this year, then it's then he's not better than Mahomes. I'm not even gonna lie to you. No, no, no. I, I, that no, mean, no, that no. Mean, that would mean that Mahomes would have to have a better. I no, like I agree. No, wins, no, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. But remember, we're talking about trajectory. Remember that Mahomes. In his first year as a full-fledged starter, got to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots and mm-hmm. was down two, three possessions at the half, came back, got to overtime, and the only reason, in my opinion, why I felt like they lost was simply because they lost the coin toss. I think the Chiefs win that coin toss, they go to the Super Bowl, and although the Rams beat the Chiefs in that Monday Night Football game, I don't see the Chiefs losing to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're we're potentially talking about Mahomes being a two-time Super Bowl champion. That's a big. That's word. the difference that's in trajectories. Word. We can't say we that's, see Lamar winning a, a Super Bowl. That's he has a big not come if. close yet. He hasn't come close to winning a Super Bowl. That's a big what if, though. Say again? That was a big what if. That if they won a coin toss, he would have won that game. You said that's a big if? That's what a if? big what if. Oh, it's a huge what if. But the fact is, exactly. it's still it's still arguable. It's still yeah. arguable. It's, it's a what if, but it's arguable because they were hot in the second half, and the Patriots had no answers for them. It's arguable. It's arguable because yeah, remember they were winning that game, and what really turned that game around was that offsides call because they threw the pick. So if that play stands, if he does not go offsides and that interception is made, we don't even have overtime in the first place. So then again, well, Mahomes is potentially a two-time no. Super Bowl winning quarterback. So I mean, yeah, which is, you always can, you know. Yeah, I mean, always do the what ifs. Time will tell. I love what ifs because you know it it, it it leads for for better conversation. But all in all, I do want to see Lamar do well. Um, I do want to see Lamar get that check, and I do want to see Lamar versus Mahomes, and I want to see the Ravens versus the Chiefs. For at least the next four or five years, it's been a while since we've seen like a really good rivalry. I'll say probably since what the Colts and the Patriots. Probably the last time we've seen a really good two-team rivalry. Mm-hmm. So outside of division, yeah, yeah, outside of division, I would love to see that. You know what I mean? That I, I love seeing that, like Cowboys, 49ers, Packers, Cowboys. Then we went to the Patriots, Colts. So it, it would be cool to see. That that kind of that 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 kind of uh, chemistry play out. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, though, I wanted to run something by you guys real quick, and and I, and I wanted to see how you felt about this. Um, I watched um, a YouTube conversation, so to say, with Cam Newton, with Cam Odell, um, ah, Todd Gurley, and Victor <laughs> Cruz. I want to say something. If the words matter. Shit, 
if words matter, I would be the one to say that those three guys are going to have really good years. This is what I want to talk about with you guys, because I think you guys know the Patriots, you know McDaniels pretty well. We've seen them play because obviously two out of three of us are Patriot fans. Um, before I say my piece, I want to hear your piece, and I know we don't want to get too long-winded because we're we're trying to keep track of time because we still got to do NBA. But Cam said something that was really interesting, and he he addressed the fact that he's replacing Tom Brady, and he didn't take anything away from Tom Brady. He said Tom Brady's greatness. There's no way to ever replicate what he did. However, he said McDaniel's is going to have the opportunity to call some plays he's never been able to call before. I disagree with that, number one, but I'll get back to that after you say your point. But he says you're getting a dog. I want to see how you guys feel about that. Do you think that this is going to be an interesting match to see? Because, you know, Belichick, he says his piece in the offense, but we know McDaniel's is really the guy that puts that offense together. Do you really yeah. see Cam having this resurrection year and really like setting at least the AFC East on fire with his play? Do you do you, do you guys see that being a possibility, or do you think what he was saying was a bit of a reach? No, I it, I see it being that a thousand percent. Yeah, I feel like he has something to prove. I feel like he talked about how he was looking at some of these schedules and he's like, oh, this team passed up on me. This team, this this team. Like he he has a chip on that shoulder. You know, like he's. He's hungry, and he he is telling him he is getting a dog. You're not getting Tom Brady. I'm not Tom Brady. Like you feel me? But I'm Cam Newton. Like, like there's things that Tom I can do that Tom Brady cannot do. Right. That's what he's pretty much telling you about saying I'm a dog at the end of the day. Like, and he understands that he's going to one of the best coaches, and like Big Daniels, and him Big Daniels being one of the greatest offensive coordinators in the league right now is going to right. Mesh. I feel like it's going to be a great fit, mm-hmm. especially with that team. So, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, he's definitely right in that aspect. And so... It's true. For sure. What about you, Buddha? What you think? No, I agree. I concur with all that. I, I feel like Cam can have a big year. Now, the reason why I said I disagree with the first part is because McDaniels has had a quarterback similar to, although not as athletic and probably not as good with accuracy, but he had that with Tebow. And he was able to get them to 8-8. Eight and eight. That was the year that AFC West was kind of garbage. But they won the AFC West, and then they surprisingly beat a Steelers team that was slated to get to the Super Bowl that year with that overtime win. So I yeah, feel like... The Broncos over there. I feel like McDaniels is probably... I know he's probably linking his shots because he's thinking to himself, if I can get a healthy Cam Newton where I can protect him, he don't got to run as much, I can do design runs for him. Because remember, he's still got a good little stable of, of running backs. He's got Harris, the rookie. He's got Burkhead. He's got White. And he's got Sony Michelle. So oh, yeah, he, could, he could make something shake with that, I think, personally. So And, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't ever want to come across as too biased because you already know I'm a Cam fan and you know that I'm a, I'm a, a Patriot fan. I was very, very close from jumping off the cam train, and I did for a little bit, but I did always say that if he does go to the Patriots, I'm right back on. So I hope Cam don't let me down. I hope he don't let me down because I'm being a little hurt. But let's talk about the other two guys in the room because that was really who I wanted to concentrate on. What do y'all think about Odell Beckham and Todd Gurley? They got just as much to prove, too. And Odell kind of admitted that he toned it down a lot on that Browns team, and he just really, quote-unquote, wasn't himself. And honestly, I think, like, if you read in between the lines, he's talking about coaching. Really. Mm-hmm. 
He's talking. He's talking about coaching. I, I don't care what anybody says. When he's saying, "Oh, I had to limit this and I had to limit that," I'm like, "Oh, easily coaches was telling you to chill." So now he's like, you know, one of the guys was like, "Oh, the blonde is back," and I'm like, "Oh, that's a very interesting phrase to say," because I mean, although he was a little emotional, the one thing that we can say is that there's very few players in NFL history as exciting as Odell. So do you guys see bounce back seasons for Odell and Todd Gurley, who's going back to Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? He's back at the crib. He's back where he's comfortable at. And he's 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 got Julio. So like these guys got interesting scenarios. What do y'all what do y'all see for them too? Um, I think Odell could definitely have a breakout year. Did they get a new coach? Yes. Do you know? Yes. Okay, yeah. So they got a new coach because the last one, the one they had last year was trash. Yes. So, yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're gonna get a little bit more bravado back from Odell. Mm-hmm. Which will kind of hopefully boost everything else up, but I think he definitely could. It just depends if if Baker finna show up, and if they well, if I don't, and I don't know the pickups they made during the off season, but their offensive line was atrocious, so Adele couldn't really get off regardless. Right. So so here's here's the most interesting thing too about the new coach for the for the Cleveland Browns that they're not talking about that I think is very very interesting. I love coaches that go to teams that kind of remind them of their old team, right? Did you know that the head coach of the Cleveland Browns last year and the year before was the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings? Remember, Vikings got Rudolph, a solid tight end. They got two really good receivers with Thielen and Diggs, and then they had a a pretty reliable quarterback in um, freaking in Kirk, right? And I think like you can right. kind of match it up to Cleveland too, because Cleveland got their two good receivers. They got a good, they got a good uh, tight end. They got those running backs. I think he can make some shake. He's an offensive minded coach, so he'll be able to draw it up. And he's got a lot of weapons that he can utilize, man. Because remember, I don't think Odell's gonna see very many double teams. I don't think so, because Jarvis gonna get off. Right. So I, I I don't know, man. Dylan, what you what you feeling? What you feeling about Todd about uh OBJ and Todd Gurley? I mean, I feel OBJ has the hardest um slope to the top right now, which I feel okay. like if he's back on his shit, he could get to. Okay. If the court if the if the coaches let him be back on his shit, he'll get to. I okay. Feel Todd is the same shit. He's back at home. He's a bit back. He's he's gonna be back to feeling normal. He know who he is. Um. And he, like he said, he got Julio. So he's like, he even said it himself. He's like, I got Julio now. Like, I'm I'm straight. You know, like, I'm going to be able to get off on my shit because niggas ain't going to be worrying about me all day long. Right. So I feel like both of them, both of them have a have a nice chance to succeed. Like Lulu said, I feel Baker has to show up and be Baker that they want him to be. I feel like the coach could definitely help that. So I could definitely see both of them, you know, having um, great years. All three of them, I feel like they have way bounce back years. I was more interested in seeing how, um, about hearing what they were talking about, some of the stuff that was going on. It really showed me that, you know, um, it further the fact that, you know, football don't really attack issues as much as they should. Todd Gurley admitted to a lot of that. You know, you could tell, like, you can see Todd Gurley is like just a hood nigga from Atlanta. Right. Right. You can yeah, tell you know, he, 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 he tried to keep he's it a, simple he's honest, and sweet. Though. Yeah, he's real honest with it though. You know, he knows yeah, some things he, he ain't really into, and you know, he don't really have the the, the the vocab to talk about or the knowledge to talk about it. But like, he 
he's open to the conversation and doing things. He's already doing things in his community, but now he understands, like, being putting more pressure on the NFL. You know, Cam mentioned a lot of the ways that, you know, the way the management is set up in the NFL, the way the hierarchy is set up in the NFL. Black coaches, uh, black executives, yeah, black, all that. No, but yep. Yeah, not, a, yep. not really having executives, how all yep. the running back coaches. He's like, why well, all the running back coaches black? He's like... You answered your own answered question your own, right there. You, you just answered yep. your own question. You know, like... Yep. yep. That's and, something that Todd Gurley mentioned. He's like, yeah, all the black coaches is receivers and running backs coaches. You know, yep. like... You don't really get the OCs and DCs that end up being the coaches... You know, the coaches that end up being the GMs and the GMs that end up being, you know, the people owners, that yep, you don't get yep. owners. You don't yep. get people that just come in and get to Absolutely. be owners like that. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned a lot of that. Um, they ain't really had much to say when niggas asked them on, like, what you be doing with your teams as far as, like, how's your conversations been or what y'all been doing in the league so far. I feel like Cam kind of, like, scapegoat the question a little bit and then they moved on to some other shit, which... If if you want me to be honest Further with so. you, I think I think it was smart of them because I think anything they would have said would have been scrutinized. So yeah, I, I, I think I think they were kind of like the culture is right now. Yep, yep. So I I, I think it was but. cool to see players step from like the masks and the field because you know it, again they said it themselves. It's not like basketball where we can see their personalities play in play out. You know what I'm saying they're behind helmets and masks. So it's cool to see them address what they need to address and kind of use that platform. Hopefully Odell builds on this and he gets other NFL players to talk to. Victor Cruz is awesome. I think Victor Cruz needs to continue yeah, that the, going. He's the grown-up in the whole interview. He he is a great conversationalist. He can definitely make a conversation work. And and, and that, I think that's what made it a really effective conversation. Um, you said something about front offices. And this is the last thing I want to talk about for NFL have you guys heard about what's been going on in the Washington Redskins front office? Bro, it's a shit show over there. Bro, they're talking about sexism, racism, sex trafficking, uh, hiding the truth, bribes, NDAs. Like, <laughs> it's a bunch of Blackmail, all kinds oh, of shit. Oh, my gosh. They're going to they're have to shut that program down. Oh, well, they said that Dan Snyder's about to sell the team. They said what's yeah, that? Yeah, I guess the, the minority owners are already looking at other investors to buy their stakes because they yep, want to. Yep, yep. And then they're saying yeah, that even uh, if he doesn't want to sell, he might be forced to. Exactly. They're saying that ever since I guess there's a guy who was like a, a higher up Bruce Allen or whatever. They said ever since he left, like everything's been kind of just been going out as far as like things mm-hmm. that were going on. And apparently, like one of those situations revolves RG three. Like apparently, RG three sent like a a dick pic or something like that and like it got covered up and it's it's a mess bro it's a mess i i i, I don't want to really utilize this show to talk about it quite yet just because it's still very fresh like Schefter is still tweeting about it as as we speak and i'm kind of just yes. scrolling through it yeah, like we're yo, still waiting for everything to just come out crazy. we can air that out next week oh boy they about the donald they about the donald sterling set his ass bro oh easily easily he's, he's gonna go he's gonna go um so uh, before we get to the NBA, uh, I wanted to make a mention, um, and I didn't do this the week before, but it's kind of interesting to see what college football is doing as far as their responses to COVID. Patriot League and the Ivy League, which are like D1, AA, D2 uh, conferences, more centered around um, at more ag- academics than they are athletics, with the exception of Army and Navy football because Army and Navy is part of the Patriot League, but the football program is part of Conference USA. They've shut down 
sports for the fall. Um, Big Ten, Pac-12, and I think potentially the ACC have already said that if they're going to play football, they're only going to do conference scheduled games. Um, maybe the potential regional um, regional game, like teams that are from that same region, but anything outside of a, of a conference schedule, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, which is interesting. And I think the MEAC, which just acquired Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman, they got like Alcorn State and, uh, and Grambling and Southern, they just officially announced that, not the MEAC, uh, the SWAC, I'm, I'm pretty sure. One of those two, the MEAC or the SWAC. If it's the SWAC, that's the one that has Florida a and It's the SWAC because it was just in the MEAC. Yeah, but I was going to say, if it is the MEAC, they're no longer in the MEAC. But one of those two, and I'm pretty sure the other one's going to follow not not too far behind, they canceled um, Sports for the Fall also. Um, so, I mean, for you guys, and again, we'll, we'll try to keep it as short as possible. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is going to take a short and sweet answer anyway. You guys are conference commissioners, are you guys doing what these guys are doing right now and trying to hold off till the last possible minute to see what the response to COVID is? Or are you guys shutting it down completely for fall sports? How, how do you guys feel? Yeah, I mean, you can wait. Bruh, I've been said from early on that I didn't think there was going to be an NCAA season mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with that. I will shut this shit down. I fuck with it. I do. I do. I, I think I think the weight is cool, but I think there should be more attention put towards the safety of the players. Even if you're going to wait, I think there should be a mention like, oh, we're just waiting to see, like, give a cutoff date. Like, all right, cool. Like, we're going to wait until September 5th to make our decision on what it is because then it buys you enough time to see how the COVID thing goes. Maybe you guys can, like, you know, create some kind of protocol for the player's safety, right? Because even though this is an NCAA, I don't know um, if there is anything that's been done. Like, for example, J.J. Watt just tweeted, and this is the NFL, this isn't even NCAA, but he said this, rookies have to report in 48 hours. And he said, here's what we know and don't know. We want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. We have not received a single valid IDER plan, which is infectious disease emergency response from any team or the league. We don't know if there are preseason games or not. We don't know if there will be daily testing, semi-daily testing, etc. We don't know how a potential positive COVID test would affect contracts, roster spots, etc. Nothing has been agreed upon regarding what training camp will actually look like and how the ramp-up period will work, and we want to play. So essentially, if the NFL has no idea (laughs) how they go operate, I'm asking myself, like, damn, college football can't be outside of that neighborhood. So... Right. I don't know, man. I feel like that's the part that bothers me the most. Not so much the waiting, not so much the we it's want the, to play. It's it's the logistics of everything, yes. bro. It's yes. There's so much involved. Yes. Like we're already seeing we and then we could tie this to NBA. We're already Absolutely. seeing all these protocols they've had in place. Players already breaking shit, breaking yes. protocols after yes. two days of being there. Yes, they're breaking like, protocol. They're calling the snitching hotline. People are saying on yeah. national, they're saying on national TV, don't call the snitch hotline. If you're gonna fly somebody in, don't fly them in from LA to Florida. I'm sitting here like, yo, that was Dinwiddie that people, was saying that. People too. crossing like, the boundaries like yo, nothing, bro. To I was pick like, up food what? and shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, cause fuck, I look like staying in this shit. They agreed to <laughs> fuck that shit. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why, bro, like, I don't even know if this shit, but we about, we about to see, like, four games knows, and then watch everything just going to be shut down because everybody's Potentially. getting COVID. Well, here's, here's the reason why, because, boom, check this out. First and foremost, you heard that Russell Westbrook um, tested positive for COVID. Yep. So they're saying that Harden could potentially be um, tested positive for COVID too. And I don't know if you guys keep track of the blogs or anything like that, but they've been saying that Russell Westbrook and Harden's been living their best lives in yep. Houston during this whole COVID crisis. And Houston's one of the harder hit cities. So they're saying that there's a strong chance that the Rockets are keeping Harden's test results low key on purpose because, you know, the restart starting soon. Russell Westbrook has to stay at the crib after he tests after he tests negative he has to go to um Orlando then he has to quarantine then he can play and the quarantine is 2 weeks um who just left uh freaking uh Zion Williamson just left Orlando he said that he left Orlando for an urgent family matter i'm i'm praying that whatever it is that he he gets that sorted out but he's already gone so lord knows what's going to happen while he's out uh, <laughs> people are right because he's already about to miss. He's missing the first game, right? And then already. people, people the first are game? already are July thirty, July thirtieth yeah. or thirty first, thirtieth, yeah, thirtieth, I believe. Yeah, and then freaking, game they doing yeah, what they doing? Though. They push that bitch back, 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 back. Because when he comes back, I think he still has to self quarantine. He still has a quarantine for the fourteen yeah. days. So, so yeah, so that's whenever he gets back. Who knows how long he's going to be gone? Secondly, apparently the NBA doesn't want the players releasing videos and pictures of the of the bubble situation because I'm be real with you, them boys are eating what we eat, probably less because that's a lot of money right now that the NBA is paying out to these hotels yeah. to travel. To bro, Disney, you gotta think the know? NBA is doing what they need to do, bro. Yeah, to, they're. They're doing what they need to do to be able to like keep y'all as safe as possible. Yep. To keep y'all as you know to be able to do what you need to do, but still be able to not be out here infecting everybody else. And the players yep. are still just going. You feel me? Because yep. at the end of the day, like if a player catches COVID, and you but you keep him around a bunch of other players, then it's like, all right, not keep him around a bunch of other players. It's a problem, but at the same time, it's like if they're around just them. And then you quarantine in your own little areas. That's why you keep them in that city. Then your risk of like critically uh, affecting someone else it wouldn't be as bad because you're not around the people that if you affect them. Well, no, but it, but but that's what I'm saying though. But here's the situation: like the night before a game, a player breaks the protocol. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he comes back, doesn't tell nobody he was gone. Plays in the game, has been bumping up to everybody now. Two whole squads. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if if on the NBA's point, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And it's like, if you're in an area where it's just a bunch of athletes in an area, and whether or not they got it or not, if they were to get it within each other and the way their regimes is, they'll that two weeks is perfect for them to be able to fight that and be tested and be ne- come out negative within the right. next two weeks. Right. The thing is, the, the problem becomes them going out to general populace that aren't as healthy as them. That's what I'm saying. Like, if NBA players catch COVID, that's like catching the sniffles for them. Right, because they're they're also because, asymptomatic. Like, yeah, because the way their bodies is is constructed, like, the fuck is a cold. Yeah, you don't ever even hear about niggas in the NBA getting sick. <laughs> like, them niggas just 
Because they all they regime every day their eating habits, the way they work out, the way they treat their bodies. Super it's healthy. So it's the problem. It's super healthy. So the problem becomes when they go out into these communities and get around the people that aren't doing that, mm-hmm. whose bodies aren't like that. And now that's when catching it becomes a problem. You feel me? Within within the community, within themselves and playing that game, unless people that are unless you aren't testing people in the in the that are playing and as if like, oh, are you actually healthy in this bitch or are you just a Paul Pierce bodied ass nigga that actually got problems and asthma and this is that and the third. Right. But if right. they're all high powered athletes, them and then the, if the, in this confine which the NBA has constructed for them should be okay. It's just a matter of now them needing to stay within that construct and not being out here within the general populace of people. Right. But you feel which me? They keep doing for like if you reason. if you have it yourself, if it's just y'all, like I don't think like it's gonna be some shit. Like, oh shit, we around each other with COVID. Like it's just gonna get worse. It's gonna turn into the super monster. We're not gonna be able to fight. I feel you, but unless, yeah, that, yeah, unless yeah. that happens, then yeah. But if you're out there affecting people that are out there, the older community, the people that aren't out there playing right. basketball, I was just saying going, in the sense that even if like they're not going out and doing anything like that, like if if someone gets it and they get a bunch of other people, yeah, that, that doesn't help. That doesn't help either. No players to play. Yeah, that doesn't help either because everybody's based the, on the situation. You're gonna have a full five because. This one person happened to be around these seven other people on the team, and now they have to be quarantined no matter what. Right. So it's like now we don't have anybody. Yeah, if, they st- if they stick to the guidelines that they have, yeah. So it's up to the players. Really, straight. don't be fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the players' hands. <laughs> and and, and before I continue, be before I continue, I just wanted to say you ain't had to try Paul Pierce like that. That's number one. Uh, I knew Nels was gonna say something. I yeah, knew when you said gotta, that Nels was gonna say something. You ain't gotta try Paul Pierce like that. Come on, cuz. I mean, that's how most people that don't play basketball Man, built, fuck Paul Pierce. Built like you feel Whoa, me? He's still a great basketball on, bro, player. But most people that don't play Good, basketball bro. built like Paul Pierce. He a bitch, bro. And you know they don't have the immune system of most basketball players. They don't have the dietary habits of most basketball players. They don't take care of their bodies like most basketball players. So their bodies can't fight viruses like most no, you're basketball right. players. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. That's true. So um, I feel like that's where people like that have an advantage. Um, so wanting to say that it looks like Oladipo could potentially renege because um, he's reconsidering playing in the restart. We'll see what happens. Because um, he's feeling healthy now? Is that is that? No, it, it wasn't about health. I think it was more or less just concerns about if it was even worth it to even risk it to go oh, okay. and play. And, and I, didn't know if, I didn't know if he was still dealing with the injury. No, I, I think he's good. I, th- I think it's really just about being competitive. And they said they had really good practices, so he's reconsidering. Um, which, honestly, that's mm-hmm. smart. I, I can see Depot doing that. Drew Holiday is donating the rest of his 19... The rest of his 2019-2020 uh, paychecks for social justice. Um, I feel like that's it. Oh, there was another prospect. Don't remember his name. Don't remember where he's from, um, what high school he's from, but he's deciding to pick the G League over going to college, which it appears is going to be the new route. Is a lot of these five stars, they're either going to HBCUs or they're going to the G League. Just putting that out there. Um, I think that is it, but I, I wanted to save this for the end because this is bigger than sports. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Texans wide receiver Kenny Stills. Um, he was arrested along with 87 other protesters um, in Louisville, Kentucky. And this was uh, earlier this week on Tuesday. Um, and he's facing mm-hmm. a felony charge of intimidating a participant in the legal process. Um, this was during a protest march for... Um, what does that while, even mean? Who knows? Um, he's dem- They were demanding right. justice for Breonna Taylor. 
and he's also facing misdemeanor counts of disorderly conduct and criminal trespassing. So after his Based release, some bullshit. Basic yeah, bullshit. After after his release, Police though, he tweeted he tweeted this charges. and he said, "quote unquote, good trouble with my brothers and sisters organized by Until Freedom." That's the at name. Arrested for peacefully protesting while Breonna Taylor's murderers are still out in the street. Arrest the cops, justice for Breonna, and Black Lives Matter. And his, uh, his, uh, 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 what you call it? His mugshot, he's wearing a shirt where it says Breonna Taylor's killers are still police. And, uh, they showed the picture of the actual protest. They're just sitting down, not doing anything intimidating. So, um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. He's definitely facing that uh, felony charge, and a lot of NFL players are reacting and standing in arms with him. And I just wanted to say, again, it's bigger than sports. Um, shout out to Kenny Stills for going. He's not even from Louisville, Kentucky. The man is from freaking Minnesota, I think. He was born in Minnesota. I don't know if he moved to Louisville or whatever. But shout out to him for going to Louisville and and you know doing what he's got to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think he moved to like California sure. or something random like that. So I definitely wanted to take that time out of our show to shout out Katie Stills for keeping the fight real. You know what I'm saying? Breonna Taylor's murderers are still out there. They still got a job. You know what I'm saying? And what's you crazy here, is it was crazy is, is that in a couple of in a couple of hours they arrested a man for violently for silently protesting and gave him a felony charge and misdemeanors while these guys haven't even been charged yet. So that's that's an yeah, absolute come on, travesty. Son. That makes no sense. Yeah, none. That makes it's, it's absolutely a no sense. It, welcome to America. Um, this is America. Right. <laughs> so um, beyond that, I don't know if there's anything else left to cover before we go to underrated bars of fame. No, nah, go for it, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, NASCAR. Hey, don't be surprised, but if the NFL keeps it moving, bro, as much as we don't, if we think things about to happen, playing devil's advocate. I could see the NFL keeping shit pushing if they follow if NASCAR has, is moving that forward because NASCAR had their little race recently mm-hmm. and they opened up thirty thousand seats instead of the one thirty that they could have had. Yeah, I saw and that and had people up in that space. So I feel like you know, on some business too because one thing I realized is yeah, you know, people shut down, but like people still gotta pay these property taxes on these stadiums. True, and you right. still got these. They still got these bills, and Money if they start, if these other companies start seeing people that have mass amounts of people that they shit, and they're figuring out ways to like, all right, we're not gonna have the hundred and twenty thousand that we can't have. We're gonna do thirty k. I could see other companies following trend, which could have its effect. But we'll see. If people, you know. Oh, that's a good tip, bro. Thank you. Nobody putting nobody at the end of the day. Nobody's putting no gun to none of y'all head and making y'all do nothing. That's facts. That's a that's a good tip, man. I mean, that's a hot take. It, it, NASCAR could be potentially pushing the envelope open for the NFL to walk through, so we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye posted on that and see see what happens. Um, good shit, Dylan. Welcome back, man. We missed you. Um, yeah. Don't boost his head. <laughs> um, so for underrated bars of fame, again, we you know we get fan mail and and we appreciate the fans for you know telling us you know our ballaholics for 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 giving us. You know, good ideas and good, just good feedback. So one of our ballaholics, you know, who shall not be named, um, wanted to uh, wanted us for to do a song specifically for underrated bars of fame. Um, Black Thought came out with a new song. I'm guessing in the past week, 
or so. Um, and it's called Thought versus Everybody. And according to this ballaholic, everything that Black Thought spits is an underrated bar of fame because nobody even really gives Black Thought his 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 deserved praise. So I was like, well said. So anyway, Thought versus Everybody by Black Thought. Underrated bars of fame. The intro says, in just a few moments, we will hear from the most powerful black man in America today. Everybody. I don't think you heard me. Ayo, the most powerful black man in the world. First one. Ayo, they ask why I seem so solemn on the throne between, between three stone columns. Y'all know the game. Y'all know the name. Fucking up the game, no condoms. Everybody goddamn first world problem. The truth is inconvenient as non-believers fearing DACA dreamers instead of FEMA. Bentley, Benzer, Bima, Fiji, or Aquafina. Everybody, every hot damn body. We fuck around and be the next Iwo Jima. The tides rising at the same time like they synchronize. For making art, for making love, for making hodge. The home is where the hatred lies. They taking lives. But everybody just so saved and sanctified. Then they rely upon we, the few defiant ones. Communicate in the higher forms than Viacom. To dialogue before the raw or riot horn. I wonder on which side of the lines I belong. Lady Liberty, face full of concealer. I'm half master killer and half Hugh Masekela. Latrophobia, that's the fear of a healer. Kaepernick is an activist, y'all in fear of the kneeler. Everything obtuse, nothing is obscene. Another young life was lost on live stream. Another great fell from grace in high esteem. Then the clock struck 13, we in some kind of dream. First, I'm handling first things. Decipher what it means to be a planet of earthlings. Where the question remains, am I, am, am I a journal or a journalist? Herbal internalist, Olympic tournament level genius, author affirmative. Though turning back and returning, I'm not concerned with it. The permanent ink paved the way out the turbulence. My hand against the wall outside a billiards hall. I hear police discussing whether to try and kill us all. I question if that would matter. Life is like a tree that falls in the woods even with an iPhone footage to see it fall. Great men chose the paper mint pen or a state pen, the firing pin of a pistol aimed at a playpen. We go from musket to a missile to a revelation. Between heaven and Satan, while I'm steady creating and try to separate the truth from the lies that they told us, I even heard the Soviets, the 45th POTUS, that ain't the photo they showed us or accepting the onus. Did they Washington us? My condolence to y'all diplomas. Here's a bonus, the point of view to make things see through. If I'm a walking institution, I'm an HBCU. Face the music, keeping it moving, one of the great things we do. Yo, the devil's trying to put together his gang, me too. And whether you come from Lagos or Trinidad or Tobago, you can stay broke or be wealthy as Jeff Bezos. If you stay if you stay woke, I was in the dark the day broke, the day broke. Directing questions to my ancestors until they spoke now. Inherently rocking the disco currently. Bars is cryptocurrency, hypnotherapy, shitting on everything, 5964 lyrically, crystal clarity, wonder how I spit so thoroughly, stay so hungry, rappers can't get no mercy. That's the reason any other one who spit won't verse me. It's so lonely in my own class, formerly known as, and the inscription that your headstone has on my own path in my own world like Disney's, I feel the fucking system fail just like kidneys, up steps the one who upsets all carriages, because it's imperative, we change the narrative. Yeah, and that's stop versus everybody. Listen, check Yay! it out. That go to everybody. Yo, I got myself over everybody. Yeah, over every goddamn body. Black thought, thought versus everybody. Underrated bars of fame. Just snap. Oh, he went yeah. there. That was like Don't verbal, li- higher level lyrical vomit. 
He really hit you with the bars. Because you know most of these rappers, they don't really be hitting the bars. They don't they, really they got don't. the punchlines and the metaphors. So these guys, sometimes, they just really hit you with bars. And you in the game, you got to respect bars. Because when niggas hit you with bars, you just got to respect the bars. And who I was, who was that just now? I have no idea. No idea. His name start with a C. These dudes, they don't really be hitting you with bars, but you know I'm the man, and all I really hit you with the punchlines and the metaphors, because these other rappers, they really don't really be spitting the lines and hitting their rhymes. They just be out here pump faking, but you know I'm Cassidy, so I don't really be doing shit like these other niggas be doing, because I really be hitting you with the bars, because all I know is is bars. That's fair. That's nice. So yeah, man. Uh, that was real well done. That that was that was pretty good. Uh, I mean, there outside of that, ain't much for us to really say except uh, for Buddha to tell us where where they can hit us up on email. Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail dot com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Maybe even Facebook. Ball Sports Podcast. That's what it is. With that being said, we are done. Boy, this was a long episode. I knew that was going to I knew that was going to happen. That was a marathon. But yeah. listen, you know, that's what it is when the whole team is back. We got a lot to talk about. Listen, if you The marathon to, continues. Of course. If y'all listen to every single second of this, wow. We appreciate you. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Just keep riding with us, and we're going to keep giving you this good-ass content to vibe to. With that being said, we out of here. Get it? Bye, Wheezy. Out of here. Some nipples. Little scallywags.